This is John Scormer from Buffalo, New York. Thanks for listening to the Crown Reps Podcast, the audio experience for basketball officials. Serve the game. Looking sharp, John. Hey, Paul. Thanks. How are you, my friend? Very good. How are you? Hanging in there. Just run. Actually, literally just got home like 10 minutes ago. So. Oh, you need a minute? Nope. Ready to go. Ready to rock. Who's, who's that, Ashley? Hi, Ashley. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Good. Where are you from, Ashley? Uh, Mission, Texas. Like, I'm about okay. five minutes from the Mexican border. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome. Hopefully uh, you will find this group as beneficial as I have. I'm sure the podcast has kind of been a small seed into what's to come for you. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I just actually watched Ashley's game. I just finished wrapping up her uh, IPR. There's one nice. little thing I got to do, but Ashley... Ashley looked really, really good. That's all I'll say. Very, very strong. A lot of potential. Carmelo's Carmelo's going for valedictorian of the group, guys. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, their consistency and attendance is just, uh, her record speaks for itself. (laughs) Thank you, as always, for coming, Carmelo. Among all the other accolades... Oh, you look really energized for somebody who has a newborn at home. I don't think you're doing enough work at home with the baby. Oh, don't Johnny earmuffs, earmuffs. <laughs> she got her, she got her ear pods on. She's good. <laughs> Listen, my wife is carrying the team, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. I'm just, I'm coming off the bench trying to hit some shots, you know, and and play good defense. <laughs> But I have new lighting here too, so that you might be seeing the new lighting. Ah, maybe that's what it is. Well, welcome everybody. Thanks for coming. Um, tonight we're gonna look at John Scammer's film from uh, this season. Worked a Division three game in upstate New York. Um, John, you wrote a really good uh, piece of feedback that you emailed to me. I was gonna read it to you. I was gonna read it to the group, but then I realized how long it was. So, uh, but I do want to get your feedback just on the process of reading the report, breaking it down, watching your game again, um, following all the timestamps, watching each play, and just kind of the self-evaluation process that you had. Uh, Great. Thanks again. Uh, Guys, thanks for coming to this. Um, uh, I I try to be as supportive, so I appreciate you guys doing the same. yeah, Paul, to your point, I, I, when I, when you asked about the IPR and, and bringing this opportunity up for me, this was the first game I thought of because I knew I had a good amount of whistles. I remember uh, calling a friend of mine after this game and being like, I feel like I interjected in this game when I didn't need to. There were certain plays I wasn't in love with. Um, and so to be able to go back and dissect it and kind of see, hey, this is, you know, not the, not maybe the caliber of officiating I want to be at, but this is a good starting point for me to evaluate. And this was mid season. So I felt like I, at some point I was developing this year. And then there were games like this one 
where I felt like maybe it wasn't my best performance, but it was a good indication of like kind of where I was. Um, and then um, allowed me to kind of grow from there. So in, in evaluating all the, the, the timestamps and, and some of the signal mechanics and whatnot, um, a lot of the feedback you gave me, I, I truly um, agreed with. There are a few small differences where I was like, you know, especially watching guys on TV, I'm like, uh, you know, it's hard to say what's right, what's wrong, but I think it's a lot of good content to be like, hey, you want to be consistent, no matter what we're doing, we have to show a level of consistency. And that's something I maybe didn't witness, especially in this game was like a level of consistency with mechanics or, or whatnot. Um, and so it kind of sparked the light saying, hey, you know, you, you still have some work to do and to stay, you know, process oriented with this whole thing. And, and I, I want to set goals, but I think more so I want to be able to set a process and that process will continue to allow me to, to win in, in, in these opportunities when I'm, when I'm officiating or, or even in life. Um, having those kind of processes in place. So being able to dissect this and do this, something kind of out of my comfort zone. I watch almost all of my games, but never to the level that someone's given me feedback on um, was uh, eye-opening. Great. Thank you for sharing that, John. Let's look at some plays. Um, you know, basically the two things that stood out to me was just play, overall play calling, patience i know you meant you know we mentioned pain tolerance um and then just overall presentation with your signaling i i think you're very smooth out there and i and i know we spoke about that and that's much better than being like too rigid or too animated so i think we could definitely scale that up for being smooth just adding a little bit more strength to it and i think sure. uh we'll be right where we want to be um you know just about just to start with the point, loading up the point. You know, I say that term, load up the point, because it's like you stop the clock, and then before you point, you should be almost loading up. So instead of just extending your arm out, there should be a little bit of flow into the point. So I just want you to practice that when you're, uh, you know, in front of the mirror or just practicing your point. And also, do you notice how your hand is a little crooked here? Kind of like this. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one thing I noticed on film a couple of years back was that my hand wasn't flat; it was bent back, and it looked just like this on film, where it just doesn't look straight and flat. So I think if you maybe raise your arm a little bit, or the most important thing would just be pointing your palm outward, just keeping like it flat. Palm, yeah very simple technical adjustment um travel signal looks pretty good do you think it's too high it might be a little too high uh, i like it right at the chest yours might have been okay. i feel bit... like i'm almost to the chin yeah close okay, to the yeah. chin yeah yeah you know what the higher up you go the older it looks so, <laughs> like or i would agree or the more outward you go, you know, you see some rest right, with that right. outward yeah. travel. We just want to keep it tight, close to the close to the chin, almost. You know, three quick revolutions, and then point strong. 
642, we have a play about pain tolerance, what I'm talking about. Um, you are center here. Oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry, 1642 of the half, not the... Yeah, 1642. Yep. yep. You know, a lot of the pain tolerance that I'm talking about comes in the lead position when plays are coming, I agree. At, when plays are coming at you. Uh-huh. And I don't mean just you, I mean like everybody. That's Those are the hardest plays, I think. Well, I, mean, I swear, even since this game and, and since talking to you, I've had a couple of AAU things and stuff, and I, I you just learn that a lot of these kids can play through, play through contact. You have a whistle coming up right after this, correct? Right after. Okay. You know, I had that question the other day. What, do you, what does everybody feel about, especially the lead, Plays that are coming directly straight at you and the defender might be on the side. What do you guys think about that angle? I feel like it's a lot of times it's deceptive. It's a deceptive angle. You're saying just being straight lined in the lead, not straight lined. Maybe you have a good play at it, but the ball handler is moving directly straight towards you. Maybe at a 45 across the paint. Usually. I you know it's tough to tell. It's just on a case by case basis. Yeah, I can't visualize exactly what you're talking about, but I feel like a lot I, of those plays are moving that are moving straight at me. I have questions about. I yeah, I mean, you either got to step left or right based on where the play is going, where the players are. But stepping out of that straight line, you know, I would say you got to position adjust if they're coming right at you. Right. John, is this this is you in lead, right? This is me in lead. Uh, so, how do we think we should be holding the ball? Yeah, we talked to our your IPR discussed this, and and not yeah. like that, right? Yeah, just this, left hand, put the ball in left hand, and then have your your right right hand as the uh, indication of the spot. And this is coming from a phys ed teacher. That's like an old school phys ed look, but I would rather look like a waiter than a phys ed teacher in this uh, instance. Sure. So. Just yeah, little, these are little, little things. things. Yep. Yeah, little things I just never really think about mm-hmm. or have thought about. <clears throat> what do we think? Take me through it. I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I I remember, and this is a tough play, and I know it's hard to see on film. I just remember in this in this play, I and mean, again, this is four months ago, three months ago, um, or not maybe not two months ago, whatever it was. But I just remember seeing the forty, uh, the the. the gentleman in the back the player in the back um kind of pushed from behind and then i called a hold um because i didn't really think it was a hit in any way but i thought he didn't have any kind of legal position to create the contact from behind and that's the play i thought i saw in watching it on film i mean if i pass on this i don't think anybody says anything and the coach is right there yelling boo for sure so indications to me suggest probably leaving this play alone. So you called a hold on 40 from behind? Yeah. So it must have been very quick. Yeah, it was right when, like, the split of the defenders, and it almost looked like he was holding them. 
they probably could have, in, in hindsight, thinking about it, I mean, if I'm going to call something, it might even been a block. On who? Um, on the same defender, just from like a being wide and grabbing him with his leg. But again, this is contact I probably just don't want to call. Well, who initiates the contact? Too. I mean, I know you're talking about 40. We can't really see what happened with 40. I, I have an idea well, so of what it was. By rule, I, I mean, for anything I've read, by rule, if a defender, an offensive player tries to split two defenders and he gets past the one, the contact is then on the defense. And that's kind of what I was thinking in the play. Um, this isn't a by in, rule. This isn't a by rule play. There's. I don't think there's any rule we need to apply. It's just sure, a judgment. Sure. It's just a judgment of legal. Yeah. Legal well, I, I thought the thirty, the player defender. I'm sorry, the offensive player was, you know, kind of past that backside defender, um, and and that's when I, I ruled the illegal contact. I don't remember. I think your IPR suggested I didn't like the call when reporting it. I don't remember thinking that. All right. But, so watch now. Um, but in hindsight, I you know I don't like this play. There was just that one second, in my opinion, of eh, score. Yeah. You know, score it. I mean, you right, might not right. have thought it at the time. You still might not, but I don't know. For me, body mm. language wise, I've seen this just so many times. Refs that don't like their N one, and then you could see their score it signal um, kind of lose a little bit of strength because of it because they're letting everybody sure. know with their body language that they don't like it. I mean, I think the offense initiates the contact. Um, Agreed. It, right, so then we're just going to play on. It's like just okay. he initiated all with the with the rip. There weren't, I mean, not enough to call an offensive foul, but then to right. call like a little cheapy on on something else. And that hold for whatever you did see, obviously, it didn't affect re- rhythm, speed, you know, uh, quickness or balance because it, you, we couldn't see it on film, and it was just a very natural and um, normal layup. Right, there was no right. alter of the shot or anything right. from that. So let it go. Um, and then, absolutely. Do you mind just going back to the um, the report? Yes. I the uh, the scored signal is not my normal scored signal, and I don't know why I did that, but I don't like it. To do a flush. I did one of those like a swooping, almost flush. like a stay, like a like a stay here, score it. It was really weird. The, you, no, you didn't. You did the old school flush. I mean, yeah, which I, like I understand, yes, it's a similar yeah. motion to the stay here. Right, right. Different fingers. And and this one's just more swooping. And I don't know, it just looks like an old official, right? And I'm not being specific to you. I'm just, anytime I see any ref, I used to do this. I used to do a long sweeping motion. And then you see yourself on film, and you're like, we have to look like modern officials. That's what's going to uh, make us believable and build trust with everybody. You know, I don't want to hear these. Um, I know it's a college game, but like these these high school officials say, oh, the stay here signal's not approved. I can't do it in my state. Don't do it in your state then. Then just don't look like as strong as of official as someone who is executing something like that. Sure. You know, John, I got to deal with a lot of commenters. Get all types. Uh, 15.22, we got patience.
Something we all need to have. Patience on patience on patience. You think you have a lot of patience? Double it. Triple it. You almost can't have enough. Especially as you move up in levels and the game gets quicker. Right. Then we got to slow ourselves down. All right. I like the little wave off there. All right. So uh, patience. The defender establishes legal guarding position, moves to maintain it as the play gets stopped prematurely. What did the defender do wrong? Your table presence is once again telling me you didn't like the call. Let's take a look. Um, so I do remember this play pretty, actually pretty vividly. And um, from what I recall, number five there, the defender put his left hand and kind of tried to impede the player. And that's right when I grabbed it before the, toward the, the play went toward the basket. Um, on video, I don't see it. In my head, I do remember seeing it um it was the left hand like right there and it was like right on the hip but it you know here it's it just doesn't look like a foul who do you think initiates the contact um did he, did he i mean i think at this point the, the, the i think the defender initiates the contact i just think the player was past him on, on film, like I said, I, I agree with the, your comment. It does not look like a foul. I do remember having a pretty open look at this play. Um, and it might be one of those where, you know, we're five minutes in the game. We already have three fouls. Does this one need to be called? Um, I, don't, I don't know. You know what? Sometimes the players also tell us the answer. Now, I know there was a whistle, so you never know what would have happened, but I think this play kind of tells us what would have happened if we don't have a whistle. Spin move, jump shot. Right, let it play. Yeah. Look yeah. at him. He's like, damn, I would have made that. Right. I didn't need that, too. I didn't need that. I didn't need the ref to stop the game there. Right. So it's just... Uh, so... I mean, I... Okay. it was more one of those, and I think I struggle with these plays more than some other ones, where you want to get that initial foul on the what? you know prior what? to a shot if there's going to be a shot attempt oh. like to me I, I, in my head i was thinking trigger 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 this is this is illegal contact on the way to a basket let me grab the contact prior to the shot because this clearly happened outside of like a normal continuous motion play i think that's what and i, I do struggle with that play so i have an opposite approach you want to stop the you want to stop the sh shot and call the illegal contact before the shot happens. I want to hold off as much as I can and call it as the shot is happening or not call it at all, because I would rather call a shooting foul than wave off a play. I, I think it's best for the game if we're calling like a shooting foul versus waving it off. I'm not now, if, if it happens before the contact, then we're going to wave it off, but sure. You know, just a guideline to follow. I, I yeah, I think agreed. the game likes agreed. that better. Yeah, I may agree. I, I, I think that's a, a, a stoop point. And um, again, I'll, I'll leave with I, I don't think about the basketball game that way. Oftentimes, I'm thinking about just trying to maintain the uh, level of professionalism and, and get the calls as right as we can by kind of by rule and all that. And you don't always think about the the game inside the game 
And you know what that leads to, though, mm. sometimes? It's, and it's, it's just that fear of not wanting to miss something. Sure. We all felt it. It's like, oh, did I miss that? Oh, did I miss that? And what does that lead us to being jumpy and being impatient? Because well, we I, don't want to miss something. Exactly. And I'll, I'll tell you, Paul, I watched this game back, not not just the plays you indicated. Um, and I, I, I counted six premature whistles from myself. Oh. Oh. Including this play. You know, there are a couple that we did highlight for sure. I think there's six too many whistles in every basketball game that ever happens that happens in like if you look at every game that happened tonight in america i bet you there's six whistles we shouldn't have had sure when i say premature i mean either premature or should not have happened that's what i meant yeah i I like who got it who got something go ahead shoot you usually run across the lane like that when you rotate on lead uh no well probably I probably don't, but I know I have. So, um, yeah, it's it's become more of a habit for me than it should be. You saw that that rotation I sent from the NCAA tournament in Discord? I did. Yeah, I did. wasn't that great? And we could insert that right into this play. Yes, it's just a little swifter walk and no no jog. Yeah, that was perfect. I can stay open. Yeah, exactly. So really good. Uh, I think it's a really good presentation, though, of the foul. Don't know if we need the extra point at the end, but I know what you were doing. Um, and then block. Okay, you're calling a block because you thought there was knee contact at the time. So I don't mind right. the um, the plate, the, the foul type. All right. We have a rushed rotation. Cool. Can't wait. Very common thing. 13, 18. A lot of rushers in lead. Rushing through the paint for fear of not being on the strong side, for fear of not being able to ref the weak side. And just thinking like you're out of position. If you're comfortable and you have an open look, then you're in a good position. Okay, another run. Plus, plus you're running as the ball is uh, being being driven to the basket. Um, so there's no need to run while rotating, um, as that either means we are too late to rotate, or we are, uh, or we should stay on the weak side on this play. As soon as the ball handler breaks towards the basket, we want to stay in the B position. Trust your ability to officiate plays on the weak side. Right? So that shouldn't prompt you to go. That should actually prompt you to stay. Right. I, I, I think I expected, and I did not expect that um, that drive, but I saw the post player kind of posting up, and that's when I figured there might be a play coming that way. Um, something I still could have just come over after the post player got the ball. Should have waited. You know what? <laughs> the ball handler is going to trump the position adjustment of the post player. I understand okay. you wanted to rotate over with the post player, but unfortunately there's something else going on that, that is bigger than it, and that's a drive to the basket, so we're just not going to be able to rotate over on a, on a right. post play there. So that's just next level awareness, too. you got to know the players in your primary, and you also have to know where the ball is going. Hey, Paul. Yes, sir. 
I'm curious what other supervisors, um, what their keys are, what they teach you guys when they want you to rotate a lead. Um, like as far as when and where or how? Yeah, for my, one of my B3 supervisors, it's uh, he wants us to rotate when the ball settles beyond or below free throw line extended and there's post play over there. Yeah, those are those are two cues to go over. Just wondering if anybody's yeah. heard any different ones. I've always been told when not to rotate. But more so on that end than when to rotate. But that makes a lot of sense when the ball settles and obviously you have two match matchups on that side. Yeah. I've recently started looking for reasons to rotate instead of reasons not to. I think that's a good point. Hey guys, I'm just curious, is this D2, D3, Duco? Who's that, Adam? Yeah, hey, Adam, how you doing? Good, good, good. This is, this is not too far from you, Adam. Uh, this How is D D three in upstate New York. This is in oh, El okay. he's in Elmira right now. Oh, okay, cool. Probably cool. only a couple hours from you. Yeah, this is oh. an Alfred, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, John, one point about your uh, positioning and yeah, trails. this is a good point Sorry, and guys, something yeah. I'm, uh, I I I know I don't know how the rest of the country operates and and I don't even know how Paul Downstate does it, but. With high school basketball, we do a lot of two-person officiating at the varsity level. And so once in a while, this just creeps out of me, and all of a sudden I'm, like, in a good position, and I start doing a two-man rotation for no reason and trying to get, like, on the floor. Um, and I don't know where this came from, but it did happen. Even in a two-person game where the ball is right now, there's no need to, like, yeah, we'll step just, towards yeah, it. Yeah, drop down, right. So it and, happens. And, Go ahead, yeah. Ken. Especially as you're going back and forth, two person, three person, and especially as you're, you know, you're still in year one of learning the three person. This is totally normal. You just want to kind of self talk and remind yourself where you're doing, what game you're doing, what level, and um, and yeah, see right. Woo! Look at that. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like straightlining myself for fun. It, yeah, and again, in a two person, we're never gonna have to adjust like that. Only have to come out like if you have a loose ball over here. Well, I mean, two person. I mean, well, that center official obviously not there, so we're gonna have that entire other side of the arc. Um, and that's sometimes where I'm like, oh, that pass is headed that way. I need to move. You know, it's uh But I mean, you're right. In this situation, it's just, it's just not not accurate, and it shouldn't be that. It shouldn't happen that way. You got a play coming up at twelve thirty-seven. Pain tolerance. We'll let it run. We have to have a higher threshold for contact and not lower the bar. For incidental contact tough to see the uh illegal contact on film here but i recommend you passing on plays like this did you would you see there um you know paul to be honest don't remember the play like in person um 
What do you see now? I uh, what I'm looking at is the response, the reaction of the defender to the foul call, and I don't see a big reaction, but um, it doesn't mean that there's. Right. I mean, he looked at me like it, I got a foul on me. Okay, that's so not I, something I, you should have mentioned right there. No, I, I mean, here's the thing: <laughs> on on film, I don't see the. It's hard to see the contact. Good. So that's why I'm looking at, like, why am I calling this? I'm trying to think back. I I try not to make up contact. I do know that. Oh, you better not, John. This is the the non-phantom foul group. If if you make a phantom foul, and this includes myself, if I make one, I'm taking myself out of the group. Right. (laughs) And, I I mean, I was obviously right there, so I'm thinking to myself, there must have been something, but it probably did rise to the level of of a foul. You know, and, and I know we're just talking here, but just the fact that you mentioned the player as your first layer of explanation on why it wasn't a foul, that's just not something we're going to consider, his reaction is, whatsoever, ever. Right. This is the 35th time I've watched this play today. So, um, You want to watch five I'm more and get to 40? <laughs> Keep seeing it, so I'm John. Trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what I was – I'm trying to get some context clues to why maybe a call was what it was. I'm just trying to beat the no call out of you, John, respectfully. Right, right. (laughs) Got to have fun. Got to have fun. 12-20, illegal screen. Do we like it? Do we love it? I think it's the right call. I think if if I'm more patient, the kid just gets back and plays defense. Someone he else kind of dropped me. underneath the play. So, someone else chime in. Tell me your thoughts of this this uh, screening action. He didn't allow the defender to go around to get around him. When he rolled, he didn't let the defender. You know, the defender was trying to go. How do I explain it? Um, he was trying to go under the screen. And, no, he. I think he was going over but it's when the defender's rolling he's not he keeps backing into his space anybody remember the name the name of that screen i know there's a street name to that i I, it's like a box out screen but i don't think they call it box out screens because after the screen happens he's basically boxing them out and it wasn't with a move for a pass toward the basket he was just blocking his way uh, I know you guys have heard me mention, and this is not in the rule book. It's just a context clue on a, on a legal screen. Sometimes the, the the lack of effort by the defender is the reason why it's why a norm why an illegal screen is legal. I think this is an example of the defender. He's trying to get through, and and it and we could see the illegal contact clearly because of his effort. Whereas, you, had me, you had me nervous on that. I was like, he's not saying this isn't. I was like, this isn't an example of it. Yeah, but no, but you know what I'm saying? Like, if if, if <laughs> no, the defender do. I, doesn't make an effort, if the defender doesn't make an effort, it might not be an illegal screen. So my question, Paul, then, if you roll play that back one more time, if you don't mind, um, if you if I'm patient, even another second on this play, I'll come to realize the kid does get underneath the screen eventually. 
and there's no attempt of a shot or anything. Um, I mean, he definitely got beat. It looks like he might get beat, but I mean, this is a foul in my oh, opinion. Foul. Yeah. Okay. So there's no non-call here, right? No, not at all. Did you think okay. I was insinuating that? No, I, I'm wondering if it's one of those, like to your point where if the defender's trying to make an effort, it's a foul. If he doesn't, we, we can, we can try to make a pass here and realize that the play goes on with really the offensive team, not really getting an advantage. Um, but you know, this guy goes up for a potential layup or, or a jump shot or something there. So there is an advantage game. That's why I think this play, my question is, is the cadence of the whistle appropriate or should I wait? Okay. Cause if, if, if they just kick the ball back out to the, toward the division line, like there's really no harm, right? No, it's, it's right. Your, your cadence is right. Spot on. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to know if it was too early or too late. Or no, too you, you stopped that play at the, at the exact time where the okay. illegal contact occurred. Yeah. I, I, again, watching this play today, I, I, I thought this was a foul. And there was an advantage. There was an advantage of space. If that kid felt confident in his shot, he had an open shot there. Exactly. Yeah, it's not uncommon for him to pull up on a three right there. And if that right. goes fast and you don't have a whistle, it's easy to be like, oh, it's too late now, but I should have got that. I just wanted to make that connection point because I know we've spoken about screening action and I've and I've told you about the effort of the defender, so I thought this was a good play to show why it was illegal. All right. I, I wrote great partnering or the topic was great partnering here. Right. So I'm saying, I'm saying this, we're the table side official. We always want to have our partners back. And if a partner is, is shouting at the crew, he's shouting at you. Um, so in this case, your table side, you're starting to walk away from the coach's bark. And then he's just eating away at your partner while your partner's trying to um, report it. And then your partner goes over here to dissolve it. I just thought, if that's me, as soon as I hear that bark and then and then a second secondary thing he says, now it's my job to manage it. Because my partner's coming up, he's still shouting, no, 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 coach, coach, coach. Coach, do me a favor, let him report the foul and then we can speak about it. Please, do us a favor, let him report the foul. We're not gonna so let the you question, get the question I had when I wrote some notes for this play was, what do you say to the coach? Coach, just let him report and he don't come talk to you, something like we're, that. We're coach, just, just keep him quiet. Coach, what'd you see? What'd you see? Talk to me, I'm right here. You don't have to shout at him. I'm right here. Like, I think we need that more approach uh, that approach more with partnering to just like handle a situation that's not even yours, but it is yours because of it happens to the crew. And if we all like have each other's back on that level, it's going to be a lot easier out there. But this guy, this guy's trying to report the foul coach is just taking jabs at him. And, and we all, and that, and that's, that's hard too, trying to report a foul. And you're also trying to manage a coach and listen at the same time. He can't screw up our order. And our order is to report the foul first. Right. But do you think you could have been more assertive there? Yeah, and I, I think I, I put on this, and this is not the first time I wrote down. Um, I didn't like my presentation, my my body language on, on this play. Um, 
it seemed a, a level of lethargy that I wasn't too happy with. Um, I think I'm mistaking, you know, some sort of, like you mentioned, being smooth and controlled and confident with uh, a, a level of disinterest on film, which obviously isn't the case. Of course, I'm interested, but um, it's one of those where what you project is kind of the perception. So uh, to your point, yeah, I think this is a play. I don't know. I mean, I know this partner very well. Uh, he's a high school official with me too. Um, you know, he's highly revered and, and, and does a nice job. Um, and I didn't want to overstep. I think was probably my initial thought. Too much. You know, over, but, you're yeah. overthinking though. That's an overthinking. Sure. You're telling me all about his sure. resume. We're just talking. No, about no, no. Right. It wasn't that. It was just like, I knew he could handle it. I, I guess that was probably where I was at with it. Yeah, but I want, I know you can handle it. I want, right. you know, sure. and the, the fact that you were in, you were in the vicinity, you were in the neighborhood and look at this first step. And this is where like just toughness, thick skin come in. You're seven feet from the coach. I know you hear he's not happy. I know you feel that. I know you mm -hmm. feel that sound coming at your back and, and you start walking away from it. I want you to just stay there and be a presence right there. Would you request, or would you even recommend taking a step toward him? A hundred. I'm turning around. Okay. Like I told you, yep. I'm turning around right there. Okay. Like it could almost be contentious, not at him, but being to the situation. Hey, I'm here to dissolve any any conversation you need, and at least until he's done reporting. John, you would love to work with me. <laughs> Can't wait. Because I'm, one day I'm just. See, I, I look, like I said, I look at these opportunities as that, that great partnering that we need more of. I'm turning around sure. right here, turning around yep. right there. I'm not walking away from that. And just, we're just going to deescalate them there. Then we could switch. Okay. You want to, now you can explain the call. Good. But we, we've established the terms. We've established um, the proper way of communicating. Paul, I, cool. I love that spirit of supporting your partner. He calls for a good pregame conversation, though, because if he's reporting and I'm dealing with a coach, our par our third partner's got all 10 players on a dead ball situation there. So mm -hmm. just a, a communication thing, right? Yeah, thanks for adding that layer. Absolutely. Someone that always has to watch the players. And I'm not telling you to turn around and not talk and not watch the players there. I didn't mean I was maybe going to completely turn around to where I'm not, you know, seeing the players. I don't think I would that would feel natural to me, but I'm definitely going to turn and open up to where I can speak to the coach. I love that, Paul. I think, I mean, even just the slightest bit of effort there in not leaving your partner on an island there with him reporting and the coach just teeing off on him like, a little distraction that's all it takes right there that's perfect yeah. Yeah. i'll be the first to admit i've had situations where a coach is yelling at me and i'll forget her number when i'm trying to report or something because of the coach so I, it makes a lot of sense yeah and just the general perception on film when i see this like as it happens i got an official reporting and i got a coach just being really animated right directly at him whereas it could be an official reporting and a coach having an aside with another partner instead. Just general perception. 
we're really trying to step up this partner game to a new level. The the industry needs it. We need it. So it's about time we all all start having each other's back on a new level that may seem slightly uncomfortable at first. Um, sequence of signals. Just making sure we do this um, proper sequence of signals on all violations, all fouls. So out of bounds play, stop the clock, point the new direction, point to the spot. We don't want to sell the call. We don't want to uh, be rushed to point where it went out of bounds. So just slow down on this play. Good, I understand, because it's a quick step back and the foot goes out of bounds quickly, which speeds us up because it only stays out of bounds for a split second. So we want to be like, no, 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 right there, right there. That's where he went out. I get it. We don't have to, though. Just stop the clock, point the new direction, point to where he went out of bounds. In general, is there any value in the one extra single signal to communicate to the entire gym what happened? You do that. Because I put but... my if I just put my hand up and point the other direction and point to the designated spot, do you think that the gym understands that he stepped out of bounds? And I'm asking more as a not not to be contentious with your comment, more as you know, what's what level of communication or extra communication is good for the game? fair point i feel like you're de- describing from the fans perspective if and the coach across the coach maybe across the, the way and this is obviously in the first half so this is the you know the opposing coach's offensive team you won't get hurt by it you won't get i'm, hurt I'm asking it. is is it is it wrong because you do see it often on on, on tv the division one even in the nba level well, I mean, it's more of a question. Okay, sure. Not that it's a bad thing, but I just don't want to confuse, no. confuse anything. Like I said, you're not going to get guys, hurt I by also it. understand, the, yeah, a lot of these guys have been repping 30 years, and they're just going to do it the way they want to do it, you know? I get what you're saying. I just think I'm all about, like, reducing, and but also being proactive okay. and, and narrating exactly what happens. I think... Showing those three signals, stop the clock, point the new direction. Because you're also verbalizing whose ball it is, white ball. And then you're pointing to the spot. One tip I have in this case, and I think I said it last week, just point to the spot for an extra second after you point the new direction and almost Mm -hmm. stare at the spot, which is going to add a little bit of more emphasis and let everybody know who was confused where the foot stepped out of bounds. I've... I've seen that on film. I've done it, and I think it looks pretty good. I only ask because if I call a violation, obviously I'm not ruling a travel here or something, but this is like a step-back play. When the hand goes up, the coach is like, what's the call? You know, was it travel? What do you do? Or something. Again, um, no. Go ahead, finish your point. That's that's all I was saying. Is that extra signal ever worth the less, you know, less conversation going forward with, hey, what do you do wrong over there or something? If that's in I mean, your mind, if that's in your mind, and you're thinking about the coach's reaction, but it'd be better to not factor in sure. the co- what the coach is going to say or do. Sure, fair point. Um, speaking of point, that was a very, very good point by you. That's that snap I want to see every time. That was way better okay. than the first point you had. Would you agree? Uh, yes. Thank you. Anybody have anything so far? I'm sorry, I can't see you on the screen share for some reason. Um, 
feel free to chime in if anybody has a question or follow up to anything we've been discussing. All right, Paul, I'm right, coming up right now, actually, to that foul right there. Yes. Rebounding foul, 951. I put out a video today about the stay here signal, one of my favorite signals. Clearly communicates non-shooting fouls by the defense. You kind of did it, but you kept the arm up, which didn't seem like it was a... Well, no, it's stay here. You're using the stay here. I just think we got to drop the fist. Okay. Um, let's look at the contact. What do we think of the foul? Um, yeah, I think I do remember this play, too. I thought it was probably an okay call. Uh, I'm not sure you agree. Um, only because if the rebound... I mean, he got displaced underneath the basket. He has no chance of getting this ball. That's why I, I, I think I ruled on it. If they're both pushing each other and there's no movement there, I mean, I think there was a clear three, four feet where that kid got moved. I forgot to go live on Discord. Sorry, everybody, that I said I would. What do we think? Anybody have any thoughts on this play? I feel like he positioned himself under the basket. You might have moved him a half a step tops. He, he already started like right there below the boats, right there. I was just yeah, I, I see him right around the restricted arc and then all of a sudden he's under the basket. Yeah, I got nothing there. I think if you give it, you know, another count, play it out, and see what happens, and if it continues to drive him underneath, then he have a foul. Or could have a foul. Yeah, I think we got to just um, be patient when this happens. Also, this is a, a good sign to use your voice. You see a bump like this, easy right away you're saying that. Easy. Right. If possible. Yeah, I don't think he has a chance to get the rebound. I, don't, I just don't think it was ever a factor in the play. The, if the rebound comes close to the player on 14, the play, again, might be totally different because we're going to see him jump up in the air, and then we're going to see him try to get boxed out, which is going to show displacement. But I don't, I don't think this initial bump is enough for us to stop the game. I think we have to right there take that punch, pain tolerance, let the play rock for an extra second, let's see what happens. So just see see what happens after that, try to hold off. We see the bump, we see you moved them a foot. I just think we could have laid off it. All right, where are we at? 818, trail positioning. What do we got on this play, John? Remember? Uh, yeah, this was the one where I kind of get in the way of the player, the player itself. I don't think it's eight. It might not be eight eighteen. Um, 
it's right here coming up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, player that got behind yeah. you. Yep. Did Kinda you know he was behind well, you? Right. And I, I did, but then I didn't realize that he was probably going to make an effort to use the space I was in. <clears throat> so if I had my editing software right now, I would cut you out. And I would move you to the sideline, right? And I would just drop you. Right. right there. Yep. Gotcha. Like a little drab and, drag and drop. Like the editing analogy? Uh, I, I'm not an editor, but yes. <laughs> so that means I just, you just got to move to the sideline. I got you. So <laughs> no, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> we have nobody right. that you. is able to sneak behind you. Right. It's like he's like bro, get, bro yeah get, i knew he was there i just didn't up. know he came, yeah he came up up top like that <clears throat> now now talk to me about the feeling of knowing you're in the way knowing the pass is coming you have to move the opposite direction of where the play is going and then quickly blowing your whistle right after that um so, yeah it, i like i think this is a foul okay but um when you put it like that, where you have to readjust yourself uh, because of your own mistake, and then to kind of re-intervene yourself in the play is not a great feeling. I actually remember this play pretty vividly. Could we have held the whistle there? Did he foul him with the knee? Do we have like knee to knee contact? Yeah, I mean, there was, there was contact there. I, I know that. I don't know if it was knee or, or, or hand. What, like kind, rhythm of, what kind of contact, John? I, I would say this is RSBQ from, from what I saw. You know, I did not look at the secondary defender behind him, not knowing that like that that player existed. Obviously, the lead would probably jump in there. But, I mean, he, he had a chance to get by him, and the defender did not allow him. But he got by him. Eventually, right. But with now with help from this, right. you know, defense and and the play and the primary defender is still kind of there. I, I think this is a a clear foul. Okay, I mean, I, unless I'm wrong on these, but you you have the best angle to see that contact sure. based on this. So we'll trust you. I'm not trying to debate. Well, you. I'm also I'm also you know working now to decipher what's incidental versus illegal and mm-hmm. what needs to be called and what doesn't. So I, to me, when thinking back on this play, I, I, I think this is a foul. But, um, you know, there might be an argument to be made that this doesn't need to be called. So I'm to just your trying, point earlier. Yeah, I'm just trying to connect the dots that positioning right, right. impacts play calling. And when things like this occur where we're kind of could be we're in the way or or we do something where we have to like adjust and move away and have that oh my god moment like let me get mm-hmm. out of the way you go right, in the right. exact opposite direction then something quick happens and you like quick to jump on it i've done that 19 times and i've seen it hundreds of times so just make sure we slow down in that moment sure. but you're going to be sure. in a better position next time so you're not going to have that issue It's just it was rushing our process is what i'm saying i don't, gotcha. I don't want it to rush yep. your process yeah it's a good point a good um good comment um, did you call that foul 
I didn't. My partner did. I actually don't really remember the play. Um, which one you want to look at now? I mean, um, if you want to jump to the the eighteen that we talked about was another trail positioning, or the one that you just showed was trail positioning. Yeah. Um, the next one I think you had was three hundred nine. I don't think there was much else in between that I remember. Mm-mm. Again, just to watch it. I did watch this game back today, but it was early this morning. I think you have a foul at 415. I didn't comment on. Must have been routine-like. Uh, oh, okay. Remember this one? I don't yet, but I might in a minute. Yes. Yes. You got a hand check. I'm glad we stopped here. So hand checks, I don't think, is the appropriate signal to report on shooting fouls. Where did the contact occur? And what was it exactly? I think it was more of a chuck if I had to report it. Okay. So, yeah, something two-handed, a chuck or a push. Two-handed, yeah. I think it's a chuck play. But um, and watching it again, too. I mean, okay. I don't actually, I don't remember. I watched this this morning and I don't really remember this play at all. Um, yeah, it's another one where, you know, maybe you just leave it alone. See if your C official comes in with anything, if there's something. Let's watch the defender. Legal. Legal. Moving to maintain. Legal. Backing up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, defend, defender looked pretty good there. Yeah, but I have to say, leave it alone. Yeah. And then to your point, stay away from uh, uh, hand checks on on shooting fouls. Just don't report it. It's just not the yeah, right. Signal. That looked pretty strong. I think all I said was add the behind the head signal. Did you? Yeah, I think I got. Do I got excited on this play. Yeah, I remember the play. Got excited. I double pumped on a, on the foul signal, and then I uh, did not do the approved player control signal. Good rotation, but I want you to open up those shoulders a little bit more. Sure. Yeah. Well, these plays, um, these plays stink. These post, these post up flops. These are hard plays because there's a lot of embellishment going on. Uh, maybe not on this play. What else? Yeah, I thought this one was this one was okay. I mean, I watched this play a few times. Tell me, do you think the defender grades the contact? Kind of what he leans into him before. Yeah, like his like left shoulder kind of goes forward, which obviously kind of arcs his back and then makes him fall over. I'm not 100 percent who did. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't yeah, say that. I, it's just I, I I don't hate the call at all. No. Just just asking. Yeah. I would say he initiates it, but I think he anticipates it, and he was trying to get that call there for sure. If you would have called the flop warning, I probably wouldn't have said it's fine too. But let's like I said they're these plays are hard. Just no one likes the contact. 
No one's really going to be happy with this play. I think there's the just we... so much of it these days. I don't, I don't even know what to do with it anymore. But here's another thing, though. You know, basketball has changed so much. You're just not allowed to post and and back down anymore. You know, it's just such a '80s and '90s and even earlier than that. But you just you can't post up and drop your shoulder into a player anymore. You can't go through a player's chest. So offensive players need to be way more responsible when it comes to post-ups and what they're trying to do. Finish that play, John, with a stronger point. Yep. It was like the slow, soft one. Hey, Paul? Yes. Do Do you think there's a difference between a defender taking a charge and playing defense? You think you think there's a difference between the two? Because I think players are looking to take a charge, and not and not playing defense. If that makes any sense. You you would just have to define defense. I mean, isn't taking a charge part of defense? Taking a charge is a skillful play that defenders do. So yes, they try to take charges. Do they are they doing it legally or illegally? And and are or and or are they embellishing and flopping? Like the play when you go into the basket as a secondary defender and they're standing you know, and they're and they're waiting for that contact. To me that's not playing defense, that's just wanting a charge. But you just described someone who is standing and waiting. What is illegal about that? No, there's nothing illegal about that. But I, 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 I just, I don't, I don't like, I mean, it's a rule. I don't, I guess, let me just say, I don't like that rule. I don't like that secondary defense coming in and standing there. You know, I, I think that that kills the game a little bit. Now, if you have the primary defender and you got legal guard position and you take one in the chest, but as a secondary defender, you get in there a split second before the defender gets there or even a second, and you're just standing there waiting for the contact. Just, you know, I, it's just a rule that I don't like. Well, how about you not have any like or dislike for any rules? Like, don't even like them or dislike them. Because it's back to controlling what you control. You can't control what the rules are. We just have to enforce them. I'm yeah, so, I know I'm so unemotional about rules and that's why I'm just trying to have it rub off on you guys a little bit because it just, there's no point in having any feelings on the philosophy of why a rule is in place or why it not, shouldn't be or what you would like to see. It, you know, like I, like, like I said, I don't care what any rule is. The new rules that they implement next year, I'm not going to have any feelings on them. I'm just going to read them, download them, and then apply them. Let it go. Uh, so I wrote down on this play, this was my worst call of the game. Why? Because there wasn't, this was a clean block. Um, 
And in watching it again and again, I, I knew live that it was a clean block. Okay, so and I, I called the foul. Secondary here. Yeah. Your eyes are going to go to him first, but you're going to have him in your secondary, so to speak. Yep. Play comes. You're, you're now you're right, right now you're eyeing where this potential point of contact could be on this shot. I think right. he dumps it off. Boom. So, so we get a little stacked here. Um, maybe you lose sight of a player for a second, which speeds you up. I don't know. Crowded lane, and the ball is up. So we want to try to let the outside official get any of that arm contact. In this case, not nothing. So my process here, from what I recall, was I had that you pause it right now, right before that even. Um, I had that primary initial defender, I think it was 42. And then when the ball gets dumped off is when I, I, I think I raised my eyes um, and was just looking at point of contact for a foul. Uh, and I don't think I was quick on the call. I actually watched, not even watched the play here. I watched myself and I was actually pretty okay with how I looked on this play, meaning I liked that I kind of got wide toward the point of contact on the play to maybe get a better view, but I just don't think it's a foul, and it's just not the right call. Yeah, I agree with And you. I, I just don't think it's my call anyway at this point when that ball gets dumped off and that secondary uh, shooter comes into play and you get a ball high. Yeah, as Lee, we want to try not call through the paint, especially on plays that are up. And right. especially when there's multiple players in the lane. Which would the one thing I wrote that, like I said, I wrote that I position adjusted on this play, and I thought I did. And I think I was happy with that. It's something in the lead I don't do enough um, or get myself caught, one of the two. So I, I was happy with maybe my process, kind of mentioned earlier, but mm -hmm. um, not the call itself. Yeah, I noticed that. That um, late movement that you did, you were back, you were stepping backwards, I think, to get a little bit wider, which I think that was right. the correct uh, movement there. Um, you know, just remember, guys, if we're stopping plays on block shots, get ready to go manage the coach or have to give them a technical foul, too. Because no one – talk about, like, most hated calls. That's one of the most hated calls, when we have a clean block and we stop to play for a foul. So get ready for those. Or just stay far away from them. Probably the latter. Fourteen oh six, you have a good N one. You agree it's a good N one? You liked it? Um sure. <laughs> Let's watch it. I'm going to bring some, uh, some, um, some drama into this. Okay. That's just a good, good end one. Just a, good a lot end. of contact. Right, Pedro? Go ahead. A lot of yeah, I like, yeah I like that call. Best call of the game. <laughs> Sadly, that's not too hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. This is good for everybody. Uh, very smooth with your signaling, too. Um, very, like, n I want to say nonchalant, but 
just kind of low key. On those obvious uh, N1s, you know, just a subtle signal and good score at the table. Soft hit, though. The hit is the one thing we can improve in that sequence. I told Carmelo I did my 15 hits today already. <laughs> Must be looking sharp. I'm just trying to emulate her. If you watch her. Did you know your partner also had a call there? I did not. And that's a really nice point. I did notice. I did. I did see it on film, but I did not know it at the time. Just want to check the double whistle. I thought you scored it at the right time. You guys both looked at each other and he deferred to you, which was good. I'll be the first to admit, though, I don't think I, saw, I heard his whistle at the time. Did you see him with the fist up? I didn't. I think we were three or four players between us, and, you know, I think that was a pretty obvious call, and I thought it was mine. Um, and I'm watching, you know, I had no problem making the call, but better alert or more alert, my, uh, you know, uh, the more alert I guess I could be on that, it would be good to know. Because I did not at the time know. I saw on film right after. I watched us play or that game the next day, and um, I noticed that. Actually, I think I sent him that play to, to talk to him about it. But, yeah, it's a good point. These are all on the same player? Yes, yes. Are right, that number two there? Correct. I believe that was number two. Uh, position adjusting. Thought you did a really good job stepping below the below the play to see the potential point of contact. It also looks very athletic, and um, you show urgency on covering these plays when we step down on shooters. Do you think in this play? Um, and is there a point, especially from the? This is a late, I believe, a late rotation. Um, I'm I'm pretty low. That's okay. I don't know. Uh, he rotated. Oh, there. Yeah, yeah, he definitely went. Yeah, to I don't know why. Look, look how low I am. I, granted, I was a, I was at the slot, and then he came. He comes over during the shot, which I don't think we probably wanted to do. But um, I guess you went lower to yeah, get out of that guy's way. Yeah. Well, right. So to your point, I like that I did a position adjust and, and get a good look at the play. Um, but I feel like I'm maybe one or two steps too low, and then my partner rotates now. Um, I'm not sure why, and he puts us in a little bit of a precarious situation. Unfortunately, fortunately, nothing came of it. But I'm saying um, I think you uh, you moved out of the way because this defender was coming up. So maybe that's why. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was for safety purposes. Sure, sure, sure. Which isn't that bad then. We that's acceptable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's acceptable then. We don't. All we right. need you. Uh, we need you available. I'd rather you oh, be out of. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I didn't notice that on film. <laughs> I John, just I'd rather you be out of position and available than in position they say, and unavailable. They say the best ability is availability. Yes, and right and durability. Right, those two. Flexibility is excellent as well. Flexibility. And you know what? Good. Actually, you know what? Accountability might be the best ability too. <laughs> the second best ability. Well, if you're not if you're not able to work, then you can't then you can't even have accountability. Right. So let's be let's be present. 
So you got to have the availability first, then you could work. Right. Then you got to right. have the durability to stay on the court. Then you got to have the accountability to self-assess yourself in order to improve. You got to have flexibility in order to stay, you know, healthy and on the court as well. Any other abilities we're missing? I think we hit them all. Yeah. Uh, 852, I said report what happens. What did you report? Um, I thought it was a push as defender pushes forward from behind. Mm-hmm. And I think I reported a hit on the, on the, on the shoulder is I think what I recall. Okay. Do we like the call? Um, you don't slow it down six times. I like it might be a block shot. Okay. I'm not sure if I like the call. I think I liked it live. But I think it's a foul. You think it's but, a foul? Um, yeah, I mean, it's just too much back contact before the block right. shot. I mean, he, he gets his hand there and blocks that ball. But I mean, he's, I think he's impeding any progress going up. One thing I would factor in is he loses the ball and now he's jumping. Now he's under the basket. And he has to jump backwards a little bit in order to be lined up with the basket. Right. So I might factor that into. The, that sure. initial contact I see first because knowing that he's creating some of it too. Right. Okay. Good point. Defender jumps straight up. Then he reaches to try to block. Okay, he's legal, legal. And then when he reaches over, he gets ball. I think we're good there. I think we let that one Like I said, you slow it down. It's nice to, nice to take a look at because here, again, contact in the back, okay, I have to have patience here. Let me see what happens. A split second later, we got a block shot. Woo! I'm bypassing that initial contact right. then. Sure, sure. Is it a held ball? Did he land? Yeah, that might be, an, I mean, that might be one of those where you just throw right here and we're, and we're just going to go to the arrow. It could Pretty close to being a held ball, too. It's hard to do for a while. You know what? And the other cue, my, my, my slot official didn't come in with anything. Which maybe he had a good look then. Maybe that's a nice block shot. From behind, I think it's a, obviously a, a different look. So he didn't get hit on the arm, though. I think that's more of no. a... Um, a push because of the stomach or the chest going into the back. Sure. So we're just going to report that a push. Because if you say hit, I'm going to say, no, my guy, my guy hit, hit the ball. What do you mean he, he got hit? Hit the ball. And then most refs will say, no, there was body. Got him with the body. And then that's what I'm going to say. Don't say body. Say the right. defender was, in an elite, was not in a legal guarding position behind the offensive player. And he jumped forward pushing the shooter. That's why I had a foul, Coach. What'd you see? I want him to get a feature tonight on the podcast. I think we have his cries in the back. Um, coming up, yeah. 7.52. No plays off. Where's our, where's our trail? My shoe, my shoe is untied. I'm tied quick. <laughs> Did you? Got it. <laughs> Safety first. 
Yes, sir. I wasn't available at the time. Um, yeah, one of those plays, I think I just probably took two steps, figured he'd make the layup, mm-hmm. and then came in late. <clears throat> but I thought I thought even after he missed it, you didn't run hard enough, too. Yeah, that and I'll be honest, I, I, I pride myself in, in hustle and getting there, and that was uh, – uh, it's always more humbling to see on video hmm. in front of your peers and getting called out for it. No call outs. I like it. Just giving you giving you resources. No, for sure, for sure. It's excellent. Um five fifty three. Court presence and coverage. Yeah, I think here you're talking about are you talking about um stepping into a three point attempt or at least into the make? Yes. I guess what you meant because I was pretty flapped. What did I notice on this yeah, play? Yeah, yeah, okay. That was probably your your marking of the three point attempt and your right. coverage on it. So, are you urgent. looking to step step into it and kind of be a more urgency on that? Just want you to kind of acknowledge the play. Just got the ball just got swung to you, and you gotta just show a little bit more, uh, just energy. I think. And I think you could right. have took and taken one step lower as well. I will say, like I said, I think the the perception of indifference on film um, doesn't shine me in the light I want to be in. You'll get there. Uh, Beat the tape, John. Beat the tape. <laughs> I would say, John, you can be indifferent while also still being engaged. Sure. That's something I have to deal with a lot too, because I'm, you know, I don't really care what people have to say. And that's that's kind of hurt me sometimes in my affect. And I don't mean indifferent that like I don't care. It, it, it's more that I, I'm trying to show a level of professionalism and and, and stoicism with it. But right. of course, being more engaged, for, like visible, visibly, I think is a sense of urgency, even if it's you know uh, you know it's a, it's a job it's something we need to do and and look with look the part so i i think those are all really that's a really good point stay engaged and i would rather you be on this side than oh we got to slow you down so like i think this is an easier adjustment for you to kind of show a little bit more urgency i think that's an easier switch for you than, than right. scaling it back like oh all right we got to slow you down you're all over the place in that novel I wrote you, I think one of the, my features this year was um, trying to be a little bit more intentional about the entire game and includes mechanics and signaling and, and slowing down and smoothness and all the stuff we talked about. So I think getting to that level, I think, is a good process for me because I can kind of make my changes from here, which I'm, I'm excited to do. Take us through 449. What was going on on this play? I remember it. This is a good one. To, to oh, this is a good one. So this guy calls timeout. And then the uh, gray one goes for the ball. And you can hear the coach, and I'm talking over him, so if you want to play it again, you can hear the coach say, you got to protect our player. Um, I don't know how loud you can make it ball, but you can pretty much hear it. 
when we, we saw him clearly leave his coaching box and walk towards the trail with his arms up, pointing. We don't love that. But why is he doing that? Does he have a point? Anything after this play? Should we have called a foul after this play? Or should it just be a foul? Did, did from where I wasn't from from where I was in lead, I wasn't calling anything. From uh, uh you know, an on the court foul perspective. Oh, no, you're not calling um anything. and then I, I feel like I'm yeah. I'm I'm coming in late. And I'd probably like to be a little more urgent here. Uh, watching this play again, I would tell you I would I need to hustle to the bench and, and get the players to their benches and make sure that nothing else gets, um, you know, out of whack here or gets goofy. But um, I like the opinion of the team on what what you're doing with this coach. If, uh, let's pretend I am in trail. I'm in trail or I'm in uh, lead, uh, trail here. What are we doing? Because I'm not sure I, I know how to handle this. Well, I want to know correctly. if this is a dead ball contact technical Contact foul. tech. I, mean, I think it's so close that it's not. I can't see what the contact is. Uh, he has his hand on the ball, and I don't know why the the players flail at the end. That's what I want to know why that happened. Looks to me like he's spinning Yeah, he called the timeout, and then he tries to go for the ball, and then kind of makes that little extra the extra half spin there i i didn't have a look at it my partner obviously was right there he, he said uh, i'd like to know what you would have done paul i think he just wanted to de-escalate the situation and let the let the let the players go and it's a normal timeout and this is does not need our attention um it's tough. It's but tough. i'd like to know what you think did you I guys wanna... talk about it i actually i don't think we did you know, I, I didn't want to shine too much light on it um, with him. And there's another play coming up in about 40 seconds that gave me enough attention. Um, so we did not discuss this play. I just got a quick question. If White retaliates, then what do you have to, to raise, raise right there, that wrap? I don't know. Depends what the retaliation was. Right? Because like, he's obviously retaliating to something, right? Luckily, he didn't do anything. Does anybody say it. he makes a legitimate attempt at the ball here and he just didn't, I wasn't aware of the timeout? I mean, he'd make an attempt at the ball before mm-hmm. that timeout's granted. Yeah. I think we're okay there. I think that's just something you want to just step in between them and really use your voice there. I right. think we're okay with just letting that play on, and then I, my 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 immediate uh, reaction was to go bench warning on the coach. But now we have a timeout, so I don't know if that's appropriate. Um, but he needs to be de-escalated. Doesn't matter what he thinks of that contact. He walked out on the court, threw his arms up, started pointing. So like that needs to be addressed. What did your partner say to him? Um, yeah, I don't recall. And again, I did not talk to him about this play. I think he, I mean, I think from the conversation I did have with the crew, crew at the end was he told him he made an attempt at the ball during live play and we granted the timeout. Simple as that. And he told the coach that the, the kid was making a legitimate attempt at the ball. Mm-hmm. And, and we did not 
I don't think we wanted to make this a bigger deal than it needed to be. And I don't think watching on film it needs to be, but then there's an extra half, you know, body twist or, or, or twirl there at the end where it's like, is this a contact at ball tag? And I don't think it, I don't think it rose to the level of that. You got to give the kid a, a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. He was making a legit attempt at the ball right as the timeout occurred. So we can't expect exactly. him to just immediately stop without any momentum. I assume that's what, that's what Derek probably told the coach. That's my guess. Because I, I guess me coming from the lead, I was late to that. Ooh. That's a bang bang. So actually, if you guys want, we can ignore the the uh, block charge call. I actually had a foul prior to that, and this is a good learning lesson for me, similar to our conversation in the first half. Maybe let that first contact go. You see, I wave it off, and I'm actually point out in front. Uh, I make one extra signal here that I did not like on film. Um, but the foul occurred right at like that second tick mark uh, in the lane uh, is where I called it. By the help defender who reaches in. Exactly. It's gonna. And then what actually happens, and you'll you'll see here, is I reported the wrong number. Um, and then there was, there was a lot of confusion after this play, um, because then the the book the table would tell me it was a fifth foul when it wasn't, um, and the the number was wrong. I had to go to my partners and make sure we got the number right. We eventually did, and everything was cleaned up, and I had to explain to both coaches kind of what was going on. So this play ends up being uh, a little bit of a mess um, time-wise. took about a minute and a half probably to get it all right. Um, and I think in hindsight, maybe if I'm just a little more patient, you just maybe call the... I mean, you you can maybe make the call and see if that's a, I mean, that's a charge in, in normal situations. So I don't want to, I guess I don't really want to get the defender or, or the uh, the offensive team in trouble by not making that first call. Um, and I, on film, it's hard to see, but I, I do recall live a foul by this guy, the number, I think it's number five or whatever. You said it was a charge. Is there any way? Um, Does he clear the RA? Yeah. Looks like he might be in. Oh, maybe. Yeah, you know, the RA here is very tough. I didn't look at the RA, sorry, because, uh, again, I had the initial foul. Um, yeah, let me see. I mean, do we keep it rolling? I'm not sure. So the trail needs to step down here and be able to referee this help defender because you're supposed to be looking – also at this secondary secondary yeah. defender because that's the person who tries taking the charge so you're late getting to the secondary defender okay we can't yeah. tell if he's out we can't tell if he's, he looks like he's probably in i'm not 100 it's close not 100%, yeah it's close but if i had to guess um and, and again, we can't see what that reach looks like, but I feel like you're calling the swipe downs that don't do anything. Yes. Okay. There was a hand on the forearm and it swiped down to like the wrist, but it did nothing. I think we've, I think you've done that a couple times. 
So I think we might have just stopped the play prematurely. Sure, right. And then, like I said, I got myself in trouble a little bit with uh, the reporting because we had this. I didn't have this right. And then that puts us in a difficult position trying to present what the foul is because we have to communicate, oh, it was the first foul, it was the reach-in. It's not the crash exactly. on the two players on the ground. It's this guy. Right. And again, I didn't like my sequence. I, that, there was an extra extra point. It almost looks like I was counting the basket, but obviously I was not doing that. You know, and it's, it, it, it was a... A pretty quick play, and I remember being um, probably one of those where I'm like, okay, like, you need to get your eyes in the right position, and your eyes aren't in the right position here. I think that's kind of how I, I ended up finalizing that play. Find the feet. So you should have been more concerned about the feet there than that little swipe down. Um, two more plays, guys. Thanks for sticking around. Bring in information. Instead of overruling your partner, we got to hustle in. Do-do. Whistle. And then you just bring simple 100% information. Partner, I'm 100%. It's going to be white ball, uh, black ball. I'm 100%. It's black ball. White hit it out. Or I'm 100% white hit it. It's black ball. We're going to change it. You go with that partner? I'm good. Juju, correction. Black ball. And we'll allow him to make that call, right? What'd you say, John? We'll allow him to make that correction call. No, I'm in saying this situation. If, if you're really certain whose ball it is, you have to hustle in and, and tell him, and then yes, and then he'll correct it. He just, corrects the call. Yeah, you just came you out. You just gave the information. Okay. Or right. you give not contradicting. Right. You conflicted what he had, but it was too far away, and it was almost like, no, you overruled him pretty much. And it's okay to bring information to change the call, but if we do it from this distance, it just looks like, no, no, no. It's, no, we're staying here, partner. You didn't even tell him why. I mean, I know we all know why. It was off the wrong player, but. Do you agree with bringing the information and actually having a quick little conference? Sure. And so, like, again, I think I had this play earlier, like maybe in November, too, where I gave information. Um, but from the process standpoint, I want to make sure I come in. Hey, hey, hey Derek, I am 100% sure that ball was off of, um, what was it in this situation? Off of, off, uh, of off of white, right. Um I'm 100% sure, and then I'll let him make that correction. No. Make uh, him yes, you'll let him make that make correction. Make the call. I That's you are going to say let him make the decision from there. Make the correction. No, make yes. the actual call. Okay, that's all. Yep. Yep. Instead of pointing myself, which, yeah, from 40 feet away doesn't look as, as mm-hmm. good. Good. Um, and then just one more play, three-point attempt. Uh, what do you think as the three-point shooter tries to draw a foul, as you know, call it? Just let's discuss this last play. You know what, Paul? I think it's just behind, actually. I think it's like okay. 54, 55. 
Jazz right there. So, um, I, you know, get, it was a close game, obviously five point game here, and I did not feel confident making this call. I didn't think I thought it was in a pretty decent position to make it um, if it was a foul, but I didn't see anything coming off off of that primary defender. <laughs> did you see what you did with your arms there? Actually, no, I was looking at the play. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Did I did I fake a uh, attempt signal? I'm trying to name. I want to name this signal. Let's name it. Eh, it's the eh. yeah. Oh, the hand. The <laughs> hand. The yeah, I didn't. Do <laughs> you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, the hand signal. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't think I want to. I don't think I want to call this. Okay. A lot of good plays. A lot of good plays, John. Thanks for uh, allowing us to break yeah, down. Yeah, thanks for. Yeah. Does anybody have any um, questions or any, anything um, to follow up with about our call tonight? I just appreciate you sharing as well. Paul, all your insights always takeaways for me. Um, I like the, uh, the thought about uh, bringing some like elevated, not emotion, but in, uh, in engagement with the game. And I was noticing early on, uh, like even in the first clips, uh, that you were keeping your shoulders like parallel with the sideline and moving your head to plays down to your left. And I've been working on turning my shoulders and actually engaging the play with my body as well as my head. Do you mean as a in the slot or in any of the positions? You were in the slot that time in yeah. that example, okay. uh, but. I was just, and I'm not trying to be the critique here, the critic, you know, the, uh, the, the instructor here. I just noticed that there was a lot of really side head movement. And as I've been moving my shoulders and trying to engage, it's been helpful to bring my whole body into the play. Appreciate you sharing your, your film tonight with us. Yeah. Oh, thank you for the, for the comments. I, um, I, I think there's a lot to small, especially smaller things I like, like to dissect. And, and these are the things that if, if no one shines lights on, I, I don't know. Uh, I told Paul in my, in my kind of pre IPR conversation that like most of my officiating knowledge is just self-taught and watching other guys do it. So um, until you, until you actually open up and, and start to dissect process and, and not just set yourself your own goals, but to, to see how to get in the right position constantly and consistently. I mean, these are these are the things you have to work on and to openly talk about them instead of just try to watch because you don't see or you don't know what you're doing until you watch film. And then you don't really know how well you're doing until someone critiques, hey, this, let's try this or, or whatnot. Um, so to, to get a, a deeper level or, or an onion layer of, of, of different, you know, minutia that comes out of basketball officiating is actually pretty incredible. So um, I appreciate all the, all the feedback um, and, and I'm open to accepting more. So uh, Paul, thank you for your work. And then guys, thanks for, for listening and, and hopefully learning a little bit too. Yeah. You, hey John, you got a, you got a trash barrel nearby. Do I have one? Trash barrel. Now the Bills Cup's gonna stay. <laughs> I knew you knew that was coming. Um, 
it, if I had anything to add, is you know the, the whole concept of start to go finish, especially on marginal contact. You know, just you know, wait, wait, like let that play develop and finish, then make a decision. You know, like especially if it's on marginal contact where there's no need to call it, especially on like a shot attempt. I think we had a couple plays there where you know if you had let the play uh, finish, you probably would have had a different call than what maybe that marginal contact you call that you had before your, right. uh, the play finished. So that's kind of yeah, I appreciate a it. lot of what I saw that. And I agree. And I, I like I mentioned, when I when I sent this IPR in, I knew this was probably the game I'd want to choose. Um, there was a couple, I, like I said, six whistles I wasn't really happy with. Um, and, you know, six in 40 minutes is a lot of whistles to be unhappy with, I think. That's all right, though. I mean, it's all learning. Yeah, I know, and that's uh, good. I bet, you, like I I said, bet you won't do it again. No. Yeah. Thanks, CJ, you have anything? Thanks, Pedro. I know. I appreciate all you, all you fellas and ladies, and this has been fun. Awesome. Ashley, you have any questions? No. Awesome. All right, guys. You guys are tremendous. You are a tremendous group to be with. Uh, thank you so much. I'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to the Crown Refs Podcast. Serve the game.